No matter what we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. And we're back. Another episode of the Stereo Bros Podcast. It's the mayor of Calitoville, the purveyor of all things pumpkin spice and pistachio. 311 Thanos is my new title. More about that later. (laughs) (laughs) Who else we got with us? Greetings, everyone. It's Hat Shepsuit. Happy to be here. Happy to be on the mic. Of course, she's not in town. She's in Baltimore, but more about that later. She's a traveling here. Welcome to episode 79 of the Stereo Bro Podcast. Um, I'm 311 Thanos because if you in Calitoville and you blasting music (laughs) past my bedtime, I'm calling 311 respectfully. I miss that, but it makes so much sense. And somebody the other day asked me, so you calling 311 black people? What did that cost you? I said, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm doing with Thanos because... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> when day was this, this incident? So there's been multiple. But the first one was a Tuesday night at about 11 p.m. There was music being played at an event space at decibels louder than 25. You and got the measure, you got the measure, you got the... <laughs> no, but you, you type it in a way to sound like a Kevin or a Karen. So, so I typed it. I typed it up, you know, viciously. It was true though. It was it was loud as shit. And I said, you know what? I get into about eleven thirty. One in the morning, shit was still going. So I said, nah. I it put, wasn't like a party. You can tell it was like a party. It was a bashment. It was a bashment. It was a bashment. And then it was another one, like three in the morning on a on a Saturday. But the crowd they attracting is the niggas that do like all the niggery dances. They doing no, all. They doing. I, you on the Tuesday flat. Nah, listen, they doing the niggery dances. They doing all the niggery dances and they also be fighting and peeing on the street and dropping Chinese food. Like, they're a nuisance. But they're one of your favorite rappers is probably there. No. <laughs> no? My no. favorite rapper right now is probably... Actually, no, I don't have a favorite rapper right now. I'm I'm listening to uh, Sid's album, which is tremendous. Oh, Sid, her, him, like, <laughs> all really of... A <laughs> There's a him. Her in mind. Is the acronym. Um, but yeah, I'm 301 Thanos because I told somebody that story and it was like, yo, bro, what that cost you? As if I was like harming the community. <laughs> and I said, it cost me nothing. <laughs> so it's like, yo, you like a 301 Thanos. I said, did exactly. You, wait, did you confront confront the people before? <laughs> <laughs> no. What? No. no. What am I doing? No, this, that, I'm going no. outside in my drawers three in the morning. This Mm-mm. is a community. And no. This is how you promote. This is how you promote the um, inclusion and the. If I say turn it down, if I say turn it down, and they say anything but okay, it's escalating immediately. <laughs> you didn't even give them the opportunity. Did the police come? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> and it was shut down. And you watched from the <laughs> I was like, shut it down. Shut them niggas down. Shut them niggas down. So <laughs> for those that don't know, Thanos in um 
one of the Marvel movies, he was collecting this gauntlet of Infinity Stones that he could use to then wipe out a third of the population. And in doing so, while he was in like one of the last stones, his like fake daughter was like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. What did it cost you? He's like, nothing. And, and the next, next thing you know, snapped his finger and wiped out like a third of the whole world. Now, I'm not going to that extreme, but the moral of the story is, as 311 as Thanos, it's my duty to protect my sleep, right? I'm wiping out a third of the niggery parties <laughs> and I'm getting two thirds of my sleep, so three, it works out. 3 a.m. on a Saturday, like you, okay, 4 a.m. Think about all of the bashments you were at in your heyday in these same areas at that hour, and somebody called the cops. And guess what? Did I care about the neighborhood? I was peeing between cars, I was peeing on trees. So they do that stuff to me, and it doesn't feel good. <laughs> it simply does not. It simply does not feel good. Oh, and wow. there's been violence. There's been violence. There was a shooting recently too. Okay. So okay. I'm not going for that. Okay. Well, that that I feel like is warranted to. Um, like if there was this jamming out, if they jamming out on a Saturday until three or four in the morning, and they go home. Got head, but they 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 were they were loitering. No, there's literally a fight every time there's a, a party. There's a fight or two, literally every time. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a good fight. It's like mad, yo, son, where's the mother? Where's the mother? And they throwing punches as if they've never seen like a boxing video before. It's just like a lot of bad punches. Like a lot of bad punches, like mad bad punches, like bad jabs and bad haymakers. Yeah, like. <laughs> That might be the name of this episode. 311 Thanos plus Shoot the Fair. Anywho, speaking of shootings, we got to talk about these mass shootings that have happened in our lovely country. Condolences to the inventor of a water-powered car in Buffalo that was killed, maybe coincidentally, maybe not, in the mass shooting in Buffalo. I did not know that. Yes. Why wasn't that spoken about? 19 Keys talking about it. Wow. 19 Keys. I was just listening to something from him on the way here. Nah, he lit. He lit. Yeah, I don't mind I don't mind his content. The school shooting in Texas. Um apparently there's been other mass shootings too. I it think mass shooting in Tulsa. Where yeah, like he shot a doctor. Killed his black doctor. Because I assume the doctor was white because they said Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think. You know, the NRA, (laughs) so there's a few things. My humble take on it is, you heard it here first, but the Supreme Court is going to rule on New York's gun laws really soon. Mm -hmm. And what's probably going to happen is they're going to strike them down Mm -hmm. as unconstitutionally broad and prohibitive. For those that don't know, our gun laws in New York and California are very strict. Most other states have a shall issue or may issue situation where you can get concealed permits. Even if you can't get a concealed permit, you can get either concealed and or open and have the right to go to Walmart and buy a shotgun. In New York City, you cannot do that. There's 62 counties in New York and the five boroughs are each a county. And vis-a-vis the other 57 counties, well, 55 if you take out uh, Suffolk and Nassau, is disproportionately strict in the city versus everywhere else. So that by itself 
is a grounds for a constitutional challenge. Oh. But then as you go further upstate, the laws change. They just want us to kill ourselves? No, what but listen, if we lived in Orange County or in Lewis County, we can get a gun in two weeks, a handgun. Right. And I mean, Albany they County, actually have space to hunt. hunt. You right, know, to, but you can also go to Walmart and, and get a shotgun and walk and just buy it the same day and walk out with it. So I think in the city, the concept of gun control doesn't make sense because, well, actually, no, it does no, make it sense. Does. No, no, no. I say it differently. It does make sense. But where it doesn't make sense is you can't have law abiding citizens unable to easily procure a firearm. If I'm a homeowner, I shouldn't have to wait two years for a gun permit. That's crazy. To protect ourselves against the state? I don't I don't know. No, because... the toughs that listen to the drill music that are spinning through and but you know, I was listening to a podcast and they were speaking about, you know, how time out listening to another podcast. Yes, I they're listening to the ops. Other podcasts. I don't listen to music. It's really wait, wait, Tom, are you listening to the ops? Um, there are no these ops. other podcasts is ops, B. What you mean? There's not ops. You listen to other podcasts? Don't shout them out. I'm Don't say their name. Them out. I said a podcast. Um, That's your name later? I will not name it later. Um, See what I did there? I know. Uh, <laughs> um, um, no, but they were they had a, an expert on, on um, gun control, and he spoke to the fact that you are not making yourself any safer by having a gun in your home. In fact, you're increasing the chances of someone dying of suicide or random gun violence by just having it in your home as an item. He must can't shoot. What you mean? It raises the likelihood of you being able to like kill yourself. A lot of people like would not take it upon themselves to kill themselves, but because of the access to a gun, it, uh, it increases the chances of them using it for suicide. Dr. Pettiford would agree with me, but if you're going to kill yourself, you're going to kill yourself. Oh, you might drink <laughs> a, a cocktail. And to be clear, I'm big on mental health and all that kind of stuff. But if you have it in your mind and kill yourself, <laughs> like, yes. No, but if it's so accessible, it takes away the amount of time to talk yourself down. Got it. Okay. Okay. If it's right there, you get the thought, and you just boom. It's no. It's no turning back. I mean, granted, okay. I'm, I'm sure. Of course, yes. There are other factors in it, but I. It, he was just speaking to the fact that it's not so simple as I get a gun, I protect myself. Uh, in fact, it's like you have a gun, you got to know how to shoot, know how to aim. Make sure the other person, you know, is not more armed than you. Like, I don't think it's as simple as, like, I have a gun to protect myself, so I'm going to be able to protect myself. I don't know where I stand on gun laws. He can't shoot. Last, you know, two years ago when the Joy Floyd, uh, George Floyd protester happened, I was like, we need guns. Black people need guns. And now I'm just like, there's too many guns. It's just too many. I just get rid of the guns. Listen, like, guns don't kill people. People kill people. And that's a quote from the that's a quote from Papoose. Um I listen, I do think homeowners need the access. I'm not saying anybody has to do it, but what I will say is that um you can't damn, I do sound Republican. You can't deprive people of their constitutional right to bear arms if they so choose to. Like I think. Gun culture 
should not be taboo because when I'm in South Carolina, when I'm in Ohio, more so South Carolina, but as soon as I get to South Carolina, it's just like, yo, here. <laughs> like, I'm handed a firearm. I can go to the range with Ohio. I, I go to the range, and when I go to the range, you know what I see? A lot of white people. And they're here. Oh, you from New York? Oh, man, this is shame what they're doing to you guys there. Hey, man, <laughs> why don't you try this one out? And they give me their guns to shoot, and it'll be like, you know, beautiful firearms. I've never shot a gun. But you know what's crazy, too? What I see is I see little five-year-old girls yeah. shooting big-ass guns mm-hmm. in Ohio and in South Carolina, and they're taught to but treat you know firearms. you teaching them to shoot those guns in case they have to protect them For the Civil War. You. No, it's for the Civil War that's coming. Were they trying to kill you? No, what I'm saying is that <laughs> like, no, 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 like no. That, that part, like no, it's that part. In the South, it's the South is very respectful because everybody got it. So I've never been disrespected by a white person in the South or Ohio because it's a thought of like people got it. In fact, in Ohio, they took my ear off in Kroger. Oh, that's a Mets credit card. You know, I've been in New York one time. I went to that Times Square and I looked up at that big old billboard and I said, wow, that was back in 87. I said, man, can I just have my groceries, please? <laughs> right. But I'm saying what to say that I think the they're stigmatizing gun culture to take guns out of our hands. But every other upstate New York, they are practicing like this other cultures that are gripping up. So for me, and there's also black rightful owner associations and things like that. I think it's it's not That's smart. Hard. It's not smart to me to say, let's complete this on ourselves because what's that going to get us? Right? If shit, if shit hits the fan tomorrow, you saw what happened when they stormed the Capitol. Right. That was a glimpse into what but might could happen. Guns. Were they That's a great question. I don't remember if they were armed. I don't know but I do armed. know that there's been protests where armed, there's armed militias that have shown up to protest. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they've been met by armed black militias. Well, if and you I feel like about to get guns, I'm just might as well move to Texas because I don't, I don't, I, we don't need no Guns are not that taboo, strict, I'm telling you. That's strict gun laws. No, it doesn't need to be easy to get guns here. You have people that are mentally ill roaming the subway system that they can't control or get off the street. You want them to have guns? What Ted Cruz would say is, what you need to do is have just one door going in and out of the subway because <laughs> he's an idiot. I feel so bad <laughs> for those people in that county and their horrible police system. And these people need to go to jail. Like, these officers, it's sick. And it just really represents the, it's kind of like the, a microcosm of what the police really do in our communities. Nothing. And I bet if those were Except shut down parties. They would have what? Except shut down parties. Shut down parties for uh conservative uh people. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, I feel like if those kids were not brown, they would have stormed that school. I feel like if that shooter was white, he would have walked out of there. They would have talked him down. They would have figured it out. But they didn't feel like risking their lives to the students in that school. I also feel like to stop parents from storming in, like, if you don't want to go in, fine, bro, Chacho, but don't stop parents. Mm -hmm. 
Because God forbid, I'm storming the school. <laughs> like, I'm not waiting for you to decide mm-hmm. to get some courage. Nah, mm-hmm. man. Hashepsu, what, what, what say you? I think Hashepsu has uh, no comment. Sounds like Hashepsu, Hashepsu agrees with me that... that no, uh, I'm here. Listen. <laughs> I Here's what I think. I think that the skill, knowing how to shoot a, a gun, is, is actually pretty important. Um, I have never been pro gun, to be honest. Um, I just don't like violence. And I feel like, I feel like, um, I don't know all the stats on, on, on what guns in the home actually do, but I, but I appreciate what you shared. Um, Jazzy, I feel like, I feel like, yes, I would not want to see more guns in circulation. Like, I don't want to see that. Not in Flatbush, no. Certainly not in Flatbush. I mean, not for nothing. Um, just last week, I learned of somebody who um, I grew up with. He w- was found shot to death in his house. So, like, it's not necessarily. A, on that. Thank you. Um, but it's not. Um, you know what I mean? So, like, gun violence ain't never cute to me. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I as a just a woman moving in the world, it's eerie out here. So for those reasons alone, I have found myself and at the encouragement of a lot of my male friends at that too, who just really don't want to get a, a phone call one day that something went left, you know what I'm saying? Um, who were like, yo, I'd rather you, I'd rather sit with you in counseling because you shot somebody than have to go to a- Has Shepsu was on my side? Has Shepsu got the- <laughs> Got the Glock 20. <laughs> I say you probably like a Glock 26 in your purse. Ready Listen, to throw it. Boom. I will say the skill is important. I think the skill is important. Um, you should know how to shoot. Um, do does everyone need a gun in the home? Not necessarily. So I'm I'm kind of like still in the in-between. I don't know that I want a gun in my home, but I do know that I need to know how to use one in the event that something does happen because things are getting a little crazy and mm-hmm. you don't even need to be involved in no function to be to be involved in some function these days. You know what I'm saying? So for those reasons, I just kind of feel like, you know, we might we might need to actually invest in the skill, but um but um, I, I, like you said, Jazz, I really don't want to see more guns. I don't think that that's necessarily helping. You know, we have the amount of domestic terrorism have terrorism happening as as a result of all the access to weaponry here in the states is ridiculous. I'm like, I don't know how much America, and that that might be because as Americans, we don't have a concept of how we look to the rest of the world or are compared. Right. You know, yeah, we don't we don't compare. Um, what we're doing, you know, compared to other countries, but our the rates of gun violence but our own. Like America is so it's sad because when I talk to my cousins from outside, they're so much more aware of world politics and things going on, not just in their own country, but just in other countries. And America is so America focused. Well, that's America that's because first, that's. Like, that's because we've been bred on American exceptionalism as though like we don't need to focus on any other country. But the moment I remember traveling, like I studied abroad in Rome and that was the first time I had seen anti-American graffiti, you know, and people would tell me to my face how dumb they thought Americans were. And I was like, holy shit, we're not the greatest. <laughs> I didn't know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, 
now that I'm aware, I, I, I don't even watch American news. If I do yeah. watch news, I don't consume yeah. American news. I watch news from some other platform. BBC. And, yeah, honestly, I watch Wyon. I watch Wyon. Um, and so, like, that's I a new one like, for me. Yeah, that's like independent, but it's based out in India. I'll check it out. Yeah, and they give such raw news. Like, so I appreciate the objective. Wait, is it as raw as in the Caribbean? Nigel Johnstone <laughs> died in a car accident. Here's the pictures. Here's the pictures of his bloody body. He's got a little sheet that's soaked in blood over it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Haitian news is like that too. They will be all over the body. Like, Edwidge, Jean Pierre. found her. We like, God damn. Like, we don't need to see that. But like, no, but, but, but we just don't have any concept of how we're looking in comparison to the rest of the world. And it's because we keep thinking that we're doing everything perfect and we're not. Our numbers look fucking nuts. Kids shouldn't be planning to share crayons at school and then not come home. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we, there's a problem there because the guns, even in anybody's um, argument for why they should be pro-gun, you gotta, you gotta be sober about what's happening in these schools and in the supermarkets and in the churches with these weapons. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you gotta be. And so and there's work to be done the, there. The change of the psyche of like little kids doing drills to protect them from an active shooter. Like we used to do drills for like Cold War bombs. Yeah, like that, yeah, fallout. What was the likelihood of that? But right. Like, now kids gotta do a fire drill and a and an active shooter drill. Like it's, yeah, I, I think we do need to ban assault weapons. I agree that we do not need AR-15s and M14 carbines, and we don't need assault rifles. I'm I'm pro a ban on assault weapons because those are meant for mass shooting. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm okay with homeowners having a shotgun or a handgun or something like that, but people be walking around with AR-15s and tactical gear and all that type of, like, if you want to be a war hero, enlist. Facts. Right? Like, but all these, like, perverted, like, fantasies about being Rambo and and John Wick and all that, eat a Frank and sit down somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're doing way too much. I think they just want to be heard. And speaking of being heard, <laughs> Good one. the city boys are up 15 mil. Shout out to the Jerry for rescuing 21 Jump Street's own Johnny Johnny Depp mm-hmm. from the defamation suit from Amber Heard and her vitriolic, in the words of Hashep suit, her words were violent towards him. <laughs> they were violent. And I just want to say that domestic violence against men is a huge concern in this country that is not taken seriously enough. Because too often when men complain about bitches beating on them, it's like, nigga, man up. Or, yeah, right. Or, yo, if she beating on you, just like, pull your meat out. Right? But there's, there's <laughs> never... <laughs> I think so. I heard that before. <laughs> but it's that's never... advice? If a woman is beating on you, pull your meat out? That's, that's advice? I've never but, heard that. Like, try to fuck through it. That sounds like the opposite. Like, leaving yourself the most... Right, like... like some angry woman? I don't know if that's good at Exactly, right? But I'm... I'm. What is disturbing for me with that case is the only thing that got him five in punies, which is punitive damages, and ten in compensatory or exemplary damages 
was the fact that there was a recording. If there was no recording, I don't know if this would have turned out the same kind of way. And even she said, hey, no one's going to believe this because you're you and I'm me. And I think that's crazy because it makes me call into question all of the other celebrity divorces, right? Mm -hmm. What if Paula Patton was beating on Robin Thicke? What if, I don't know if any other celebrity divorces actually, (laughs) but- um, So I didn't follow this. What I didn't like was like the spectacle around it. Like it was being streamed on YouTube daily. Like it got more press coverage than Clarence Thomas's wife trying to overthrow the government, which is crazy to me. And I mean, I of course it's the, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> That's why I really brought it up. Clarence Thomas, a sitting Supreme Court justice, <laughs> his brawny colored wife. <laughs> brawny colored. Which, you know, that doesn't matter. But his wife was named in papers trying to overthrow our democracy. He suppressed the evidence. Mm -hmm. And that got half a day in, like, the Times. Yeah. Well, the Times is is complete bullshit. The Times fell off. Yeah, they put out an article on Haiti and then stuffed stuff the truth about like the fact that the the, the uh, story around who killed the president is complete bullshit in like paragraph 54 up below the folds like they're a joke and they're an arm of whatever government agency wants to hide the truth like no one's paying attention to the times they've lost so much credibility to me at least no to everyone like the post is still a rag newsday is yeah. a rag daily news is rag yeah. Times used to be reputable. Now all we have is the Economist yeah. and the Journal. And Amber Heard made a joke of whoever she used for an op-ed just now in that last thing. So what was it? The Washington Post. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the, the op-ed. No, well that was part of this Amber Heard Johnny Depp case. She she wrote an op-ed which made him look like he was some kind of abuser and sexually ah. abused her and stuff. And she wrote it in the Post. Mm. Yeah. Jeff Bezos. Uh, I think people forget that he owns the Washington Post, which is crazy. I think he forgets that he owns the Washington Post. Because he, he in space. But shout out to Amazon, because I just ordered three screens, <laughs> two more screens for my laptop, and I ordered some holders for my baseballs, and they got here in like two days, and it was pretty cheap. And I expensed it all. That's cool. Just know that the workers who packaged that couldn't go to the bathroom. They no, 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 that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I got all my items in like less than two days. It was amazing. Okay. <laughs> no, the Amber, I just, I mean, I watched some of it against my will, <laughs> but I just couldn't. Talk crow made you watch it? No, hell no. Not at all. Um, I was visiting uh, friends in Houston and they were tuned the fucking and what I I ain't gonna say their names. I, I'm disappointed. Yes, me too. Because I'm like I don't understand how you can sit and watch this. This is this. There is a distraction. Number one, it's put there to distract us from what is actually going on in the world. And these, this is rich white people business. I don't care. Like I mean, yes, I do think that in the grand scheme of things. Violence against men and women is important, and it's important for the spotlight to be put on somebody of his stature admitting that this woman abused him, right? I don't know if that negates whatever abuse he might have done to her, which 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who said, whoa, whoa. There's no evidence that he, he beat on her. Or I don't know. I didn't follow Verbalized the, the beatings. I did, not, or, I did not follow the case. But it's interesting how so many, like, I've seen a lot of Black women come out against, like, you know, look at what this is going to do for future victims. This is, you know, this is, like, uh, you know, bad because, you know, future victims are going to feel scared to come out if you can't beat like someone like him and she's her then what are they gonna do but i don't know i don't take it like that i you know the man is defending his honor what he's gonna do sit there and like my name is my name yeah like i I don't know he didn't want to go out short like columbus about things and i don't know columbus short you know got accused of beating on chicks and Uh we ain't seen him since um right uh that movie he was in on campus. What, what was that? Um, Drumline? Drumline, yeah, yeah. We haven't seen him since. Well, yeah, go. I think you said something about, um, you know, abuse against, like, violence against men being kind of, like, laughed at, in a sense. And, yeah. and this Amber Heard case kind of brought that up because it's kind of hard to accuse Johnny Depp of being, you know, an abuser if if what it's looking like is, like, he was defending himself. You know what I mean? Um, so I, it's actually pretty nuts, like how many women are actually, you know, actively like abusing their partners. It's, it's, I've, I know I've seen it. I've known, I know that, you know, and I don't want to give you saw it and did nothing. No, no, no. This is what I'm, this is what I was getting ready to say. I don't want to give too many details out out of respect for the men that I was around, but I have intervened in a few things. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Where good. I'm like, girl, you, you're wowing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't want to, I don't want to do that because I, you know, they still need their dignity. You know what I'm saying? I don't want anybody to feel like I'm talking directly to them. So, but like, it's, it's, it is, it is actually quite alarming, you know, like how many times that this kind of like goes without being checked and so she really thought that she was gonna come up on a bag and lie on this man and get like she really thought she did and and I'm kind of happy to see these white women tears backfire on her because like pooping in a bed you know sis like what are you on (laughs) what are you on I can't hear you Jazzy I think you're on mute Yep, you on mute. <laughs> I think it's nuts. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm happy that he got that he got vindicated. He got something back. I'm a big Johnny Depp fan too. Um, I think that he's like he's one of my favorite favorite actors. But like beyond that, I think this is an opportunity for us to kind of open the conversation around what happens, what often happens to men silently. You know, I don't think that this means that all women are making a story up. You know, or like, I don't think it's that, but I do think that there's high time that we talk about men who are facing a certain level of physical abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, because it it happens. You know what I'm saying? It does. Mm-hmm. I like how you look at her during the trial. She's mad about it. But she's a manipulator. You could tell it's, it was like some real white women antics going on up there like and you tell she can't cook either white women tears you tell she can't cook tears for me i was like send her up the road like she definitely don't got that 15 mil to give him that's a fact <laughs> nope <laughs> they made that she do not have that nope so it's good takeaway here is stop beating on men um yeah. men's lives matters too 
And I think part of that too is the verbal and social media abuse we go through for people that can't afford $200 dates or people that don't want to go on them. Please, fellas, protect your hearts, wallets, and all things above. <clears throat> this is also a very important time because we had to prep for most important holiday in America, Juneteenth. <laughs> Yay! Really quickly on Juneteenth. Really quickly on Juneteenth. Are we going to maybe get a petition going or something? Because last year's Juneteenth, there were white people by Prospect Park wishing me a happy Juneteenth, and they were also off from work. And I'm just not sure how to feel. (laughs) Well, it's a national holiday. Even be here talking to me right now about Juneteenth. It's a national holiday, so everyone gets off. No, that's what that's my point. Juneteenth. What are you talking about? I'm with her. Whoa, 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 whoa. Send them back to work. I need everyone off because if I'm off and my bosses are not, I'm still got to (laughs) work. So. No, we need everybody off. And the other thing, too, is we have a big announcement that will be coming around Juneteenth, so stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. But in terms of celebrations, everybody should take that time to reflect on the fact that folks in Texas found out man long after the fact. So for those that don't know, history with p yada, yada. Imagine they air quote, free the slaves. And these folks ain't find out until mad long after the fact because communication was so slow. Because they did not want them to know. You talk about communication so slow. They didn't want the people to know they was free. What do you mean? That's like going to the slave castles. Oh, they trade spices. (laughs) (laughs) And slaves. No, but it's like, it took them a long time to get the information. So that's why Juneteenth is so important. But what's crazy is that my family that lived in Texas knew about Juneteenth for like decades. Like in the early 90s, they were celebrating that June. It just became big now. And it's like, it's a very important moment where you have to realize, okay, we don't have an anti-lynching bill, but we get Juneteenth. Don't view it as performative or conciliary. View it as a step towards using platforms to get what you want. Don't buy the, uh, it's the freedom for me, ICs or the, <laughs> it's the Juneteenth Vaseline. <laughs> they have no shame. These corporations are so shameful. You know, Walmart bought the trademark for Juneteenth. Really? Mm-hmm. Before I did? Before you did. Too late. As soon as you lose. I mean, that, that just shows you that if people didn't pro, if people didn't know any better, didn't protest, they would have they saw know. the. They didn't know. It's the so freedom for me. Ooh, ice cream came out. Yeah, they was wilding with that. Only people that can make a Juneteenth ice cream is Ben and Jerry's. They're the only ones that's allowed to. I thought I. I only Listen, Ben and Jerry's. The whole it's the freedom for, for me. me yeah. Oh my god! But you <laughs> know what? Here's, here's the reality. For at least as it looks to me. The world is going to keep on worlding, right? Like capitalism will keep on doing what capitalism does. And so it I knew it was going to it was going to get to a place like this where like Bath and Body Works are going to be doing Kente vanilla scent, you know, candles, <laughs> but not give any access to any black candle makers. We knew this was going to be the case. What we hope is that black people everywhere would assume 
their role of ownership over Juneteenth so that these larger corporations would have to answer to them. But like that just wasn't what it was giving. And now we're here where, you know, it's the freedom, the freedom for me, gelatos or whatever else is happening in the marketplace. Nah, listen, when I saw it's the freedom for me, I said, yo, they are wild. They don't care. They do not care. Imagine somebody selling some like Holocaust stuff and saying, it's the Anne Frank's last poem for me. Like, what the, like <laughs> you're bucking, bro. It's the, it's the star of David for me. What the fuck? Like, um, like, no. But I feel like, again, we're the only people they feel like they can do these things to. They want to have done it with anything Asian-related. That's because every other group will actually put some motherfucking action behind their words. We just be emotional in our silos, and we will be mad on social media for, like, 48 hours and then folks keep it pushing it's it's sad to see and i hate to say it you know i love black people like i love myself you know what i mean and i love myself a lot so like i love black people but like we are some docile niggas like it don't make no sense how people could force it people could be upsetting you killing people that look like you on camera over and over and over and over again, insulting your intelligence with the freedom for me shit, all of these things. And all we do is complain in thought pieces on social media and nobody actually. And the thought pieces, I'm not to cut you, but the thought pieces be like 38 paragraphs. But does it result in a, does it result in a petition? Does it result in anyone actually saying, you know what? Um, we're going to say this is the Juneteenth um, um, catalog. And if we're not buying from here, then don't buy from anywhere else. They're just, we've had multiple opportunities to champion this shit Mm -hmm. since the pandemic hit. And we have it. And now we're looking at, oh my God, I can't believe they they did that. Guess what? Nothing's going to happen. You're outraged right now because a picture of it is on social media, but your black ass ain't going to do nothing about it. And that's why they keep it going. And I think it's a perfect um desensitization of our people by seeing the images over and over again. So it's like, it's unfortunately an accepted or normal thing to see people dying by police brutality or, you know, our people being targeted racially for killings. Like, it's not surprising when we hear these things on the TV. It's like, another one you know what i mean so right there's literally a police shooting probably every day in this country that right. you could be aware of and i think sometimes it's done or not that it's done or it's shown or it's put in our faces to make it seem like well that's just the way it is so that we in turn become normalized to it and that we don't feel like we have the power to do anything about it. Now, here's my thing with that, though. You know they were stringing people up on trees, right? Before you were watching this on the gram, there were bodies literally swinging on trees. People would walk outside and there'd be bodies. So it still did not stop those people from mobilizing. Right. That's true. So I'm curious as to what the fuck the handicap is now. Well, well, we're distracted. We're distracted. It's like the older I get, the more I realize that all these things are a distraction from the spirit, 
from reality, from what you need to do to accomplish things for yourself and for your family. It's all a distraction. Anything yeah. you can think of is a man-made distraction. Right. What we could be doing. Right. And though, and though I agree with, because I definitely agree that it's distractions that kind of keep your eye off the mark. I feel like what also needs to happen then on our part is a certain level of detachment, right? So you can detach from all of this stimuli that's forcing one narrative <laughs> because you need the detachment in order to have a certain level of self-sovereignty, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm not these niggas on the camera. I'm mm-hmm. not these niggas you know, period. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't even consume this media. So when you meet me, you meet a brand new black person. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not on the same wavelength as he's. I don't care what's on the camera. I don't care what the Juneteenth yeah, is. No, I don't want to see it. I don't you know what I'm saying? So, so for me, it. I feel like when you detach from these things, it allows you to create your own idea of who you are and how you're going to move in this world. And you make people bend to that. Period. Mm-hmm. You make people bend to it. So I don't understand the whole, like, you know, no, not even, I don't understand. That's a lie. I, I understand the desensitization to it. I understand the distraction. I understand those things. But what, but what I'm also saying is that there's an opportunity for us to detach from those mainstream things that obviously mm-hmm. don't give a shit about our emotional wellness. And then from there, you know what I mean? Just start defining the rules of how you're going to live for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then present that way. Because I think we get stuck in this place where we're like, oh, they're always going to keep doing this. They keep killing us. It's like, stop. Stop living on your knees. Mm-hmm. Like, what's wrong fear. with you? That's 19 keys. You was just talking about the American niggas be, living niggas a constant state of fear. fear. They be living on their knees. From that and I don't get yeah, y'all folks be living on their knees, and I'm and I don't understand it. I'm not saying that I'm the roughest, toughest out here, and then I'm ready to take. It. I'm ready to squabble with any white folk. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that I possess a certain of self, a certain level of self sovereignty. You gonna talk to me the way I tell you to talk to me. Mm-hmm. You gonna address me the way I tell you to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what you see on social media. I don't give a fuck what you see on the news. I don't give a fuck what your next black friend told you black people do. When you meet me, it's a brand new experience. Get mm-hmm. in tune with what the fuck I'm telling you to do. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know what I'm saying? If if somebody's going to take that out on me because they don't like the energy I'm giving them, guess what? I'm going to die on my feet. Not on my knees. <clears throat> okay, IT. Okay. That's in the blood. Like... I'm going to die on my feet. I don't give a shit. Like, this is, to me, I'm through. I'm through with people making Black folk these neat, like, this this stepping stool. Like, you don't get to take culture and all the things from us for free. That's why when I be on Juneteenth, when all these white people be smiling at me, talking about happy Juneteenth, they be like, wasn't your grandfather the one that owned Big House? Get the fuck out of my face. You deserve to be back <laughs> at work. That's where you need to be at. <laughs> You don't need to be looking at me talking about happy Juneteenth. Get the fuck out of here. You need to uh, is, it, is the layout doing anything this year? I like that little uh, reprieve where they did like a, a celebration in Fort Green Park. I want to. I think they. I think they are. I think they're still going on and stuff. I have not checked, but I think so. And to your point, um, PNL about learning about Juneteenth. I did not learn about Juneteenth until I went to school upstate New York because Buffalo used to celebrate Juneteenth. And I was like, what is Juneteenth? This is stupid. Like, why are just Black people just getting together randomly on a holiday? I did not know the history of it, um, probably for the first couple of years. 
Um, and I mean, again, a black community that someone targeted. Wonder why? Because mm. they were aware of their power and their celebration. And they have that's a always of, the case. Haters gonna hate, man. It, Buffalo, although it's a food desert, has a lot of important history. history. Very, yeah, very important history. Um, yeah, but a lot of black people migrated up to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. fifty facts. A lot. Ask. Oh wait, no. There we go. Sniggity snap. Introverted versus being extroverted. And can that combination work out in the end? Mm, okay, I guess I I guess I'll go first since I'm still in I'm still in the in the streets in Creole, in the Larry. <laughs> La Rue. In the Rue, right? Um Here's what I'll say. I will say that, like, I'm cool with somebody being introverted. I'm, I've never had to deal with someone who was so introverted that they were weird in um, in public spaces with me. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to be a weirdo around my peoples or around a social setting where I actually need to be somewhat of a social butterfly, that means you might be actually um, an obstacle to me reaching whatever goals it is that I'm trying to reach. And that can never be the case. Right. Um, because I, in many cases, I think that I'm a bit of a extroverted introvert. I need a lot of downtime after I'm out. Mm-hmm. Doing draining. And, yeah, draining. it's draining. So like, I understand people who are like, I just really want to stay here. And I respect that. But if you respect me and what I'm doing while we out or what the goal is in whatever space, mm-hmm. please don't be a weirdo. If your person is dedicated to being an introvert to the point where they can't, they can't even do their best to pull it together for one conversation with someone else or, you know what I mean? That's, that's just not somebody that could work for me. You know what I'm saying? I need you to be able to hold it down at least a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's as far as my answer goes. Like I need you to be able to hold it down while I'm out. I agree with that. Cause I'm also, as I've gotten older, I've been more extroverted, but a younger me was much more introverted. And I feel like in my lady, you know, that freak in the sheets, lady in the streets shit, like there's nothing I hate more than a chick that is everybody they bro, they hugging a thousand niggas, pelvis to pelvis. Like, so. <laughs> get in the church hugs. Right, church hugs only. And I feel like for, like I'm out with my lady and people's on her face as they should be. And she kind of just like treating these niggas like, like they owe taxes. Perfect. <laughs> but if like, how do I say this? I've been out before and I've seen 
chicks with a dude leave they nigga like <laughs> confines to come entertain me and my dude's conversation or if I'm at a bar sitting there having a drink and a chick chat me up like she's single to shit like that to me is just like nah right like I've been at the bar mad times solo dolo just having a drink and a chick will be like oh uh, what are you drinking or just like start up conversation and I'm thinking All right, she must be like a cougar on a hunt or whatever and then in walks her husband and I'm just like oh shit this nigga about to start shooting shit up and be just being friendly no no but then I realized that that's her personality and he accepts that and I'm like uh-huh. he's a different kind of male because it's like me being me like I'm not with none of that kind of shit like I'm not like if 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 you my lady and you are the chick that just got a thousand niggas that you cool with because you're that extroverted to me it's a fucking red flag those be the women that would be like oh no they, that's just a bro but I'm like cause it's just a bro nah you had to play tonsil hockey with somebody no, like at some point like at some point with female friends that doesn't even make sense coming from me. No, it does make yeah. sense because I have female friends in y'all that I feel like having like genuine male friends is different. I'm not saying if we go forward to a restaurant with my lady, she's like, oh, that's that's um this kid. Up. It's, it's happened. Like we've been out in a supermarket and some dude that she went to school with in like high school would be like, oh, long time no see. He's mad hyped to see her. And I'm sitting back like, why this nigga so fucking hyped? And she'll turn to me and say, we went to high school together and I haven't seen him since, you know, we were on the same like mock trial team or some shit like that. And I'm like, all right. And then like, like. So this is a good question. If it was someone that she previously dated, how would you want her to interact with that person? I mean, so let me finish answering the first question first, because that's a very good question, right? I think the, I'm introverted mostly first, right? Mm -hmm. But I realized now that because I was kind of mixy in college, Mm -hmm. partially high school too, (laughs) but more so college, I feel like we'd be out and people be like, oh shit, that's PL. And it, you know, this should be happening. I'll be with LaRib. And one time I was at Rogers Garden and someone I went to college with was like looking back. I was like, oh shit, oh that's so-and-so. Hey, how you doing? And she was like, oh hey, how you doing? She was on a whole date with, with, with another nigga, but it wasn't that's like she crazy. was no, 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 no. But it wasn't, it wasn't like she was like breaking her neck. She like looked oh, and was okay. like. Like it was one of those. Like you, you, you do I recognize this person? Yeah, it was one of those. And then I was like, yo, uh, uh, oh yeah, yo, hey, how you doing? And then I said, meet my wife, Larib. And she was like, oh hey, but oh boy, she was with Change Deuce. I was like, hi, cool, good seeing you. And I kept it blowing, right? So I feel like, um, because Larib be out with me, and I'll be running into people that I knew, and the people I'll be running into sometimes be very friendly I'm more cognizant of it and I mm-hmm. I understand how that can be awkward mm-hmm. so to answer your question about if it's somebody I dated I when I was young I was a very messy breaker upper <laughs> I used to force the breakup 
So it, was, it wasn't really on good terms for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so it was easy to just duck. I mean, I've seen people that I've dated, the people that I, I dated that we stayed cool. If I see them now, it's like, oh, that's just like a distant cousin. I don't view them as like mm-hmm. anything more than that. But yeah, but what's the inter- describe the interaction? So when you said Lorraine turned around and immediately was like, this person is from whatever, should should someone turn around and say, hey, this is someone I dated? Like I mean, no, but like what like what, what I've is- done is if I go to a room and we walk in and we and I see somebody that I I knew intimately, I'd be like, yo, she's an eater, or like I'll excuse me. <laughs> what? She's an eater. What does um, that mean? <laughs> Please help my my late millennial ears. I don't understand. I was intimate with that woman. Is what it means. I was intimate with that woman, um, and you know that was that. But in those situations, if we're not cordial, I don't go say hi. Mm-hmm. But what I loved about what you just did is that you said she's an eater. You put the N before the E. Too often in our culture, we fuck up. <laughs> we fuck up our vernacular and say she's an eater or an act. Yo, listen, Black America, can y'all stop doing that? That's it, crazy. It grinds my gears. Crazy. It grinds my gears how people be like, um. Oh, he's a op. That don't even like your tongue hurts doing that. <laughs> like if there is a vowel followed by a vowel, usually you want to say mm-hmm. an instead of a. Uh. Mm-hmm. Exceptions are an NBA. Uh, if you're getting an MBA. And, and, well, no, it's not an exception. It's not an exception. It's an M. Right, but I'm saying that. It's a consonant, so you don't put an N, an AN there. You put an A. No, but you don't say an MBA. You don't don't say that. Oh, an MBA. Yeah. She has an MBA. Is that what you said? Yeah. She has an MBA. Nah, no. A master's in business. A master's business. She has an MBA. She has an MBA. I don't know. Folks, vowel, vowel, use an. Someone's going to have to send me a, 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 a right. guideline on that. But yeah, you know, anyway. I, I think if I've dated an introvert, it, it, was, it was like somebody that's like mixed probably previously, like, a, like what they call it, ambivert. Um, and usually that person just used to follow me around, like to do whatever. They were just quiet, like they would be in their own space. Um and maybe they wouldn't necessarily interact in the way that I did, but they didn't really interfere with my enjoyment of an event. And like to your point, Hatshepsut, I, that's important that it should not be hindering your enjoyment, your growth, your purpose in being in these spaces. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't know if it necessarily has to enhance it either, but like sometimes you just want company like you just want you know like but I do think that people can get along that are introverted extroverted but it also is a sacrifice I think for the more extroverted person knowing that a part of themselves is like not going to be satisfied by their partner 
Right. And I don't, I personally, I mean, personally, I don't believe in, in, um, that level of self-sacrifice. <laughs> I just don't. I think that like one, you know, even if you aren't able to join me in conversation or whatever the case may be, you, if you came as my guest, you are an extension of me. So if you're going to be a weirdo in the corner, then you make me look bad, even if I'm not there. You know, mm-hmm. if you make my people's uncomfortable because they're trying to engage you, but you just want to twiddle your fingers or drink your drink silently in the corner, you're not someone I can build with. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that that level of self-sacrifice is necessary. There's too many people in the world for me to be playing with you and you're going to be a shadow. Like, I, I don't date, well, I personally do not date wallflowers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that's harsh. Single, I don't. Every single partner I have ever had I, I knew that that person could be in relationship with me because they could stand on their own when I wasn't in the room. Mm. And that's what I, that's one of the tenets I look for. Can I leave you somewhere and you not embarrass me or you can, you're good on your own. Like I don't need to swoop in and explain some shit. Cause you can't, you can't like package yourself well or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Every single partner, regardless of how the relationship ended has been good on their own. You know what I'm saying? That's because that so, chef suit don't do church hugs. Like, like she be hugging yeah. pelvis to pelvis. When they- <laughs> First of all, I don't hug everybody. That's one thing, okay? I don't like a lot of sense on me. That's just a personal thing. <laughs> but, but, I, but I do believe that like, it, what's the point of, of half of these people that were, if we're talking, we're talking about dating. That was your question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not your husband. It's not your wife. What, what am I sacrificing all of this all of this social capital for if you don't know how to get it together in mm-hmm. in a in a, a space. Yeah, but you know what, what I mean? Everything else is good. What if all the other attributes you're supported in every other area of your life is just this person is just not trying to be social with you. So then if you're supported in every other area, then I find it hard to believe that this person either can't make shit shake for that one night for you or that they just don't fucking go. Like it's one it's of these tough when you walk into a room with you. Other. And you you get, either gonna keep your ass at home or you fifteen hugs in, in you get fifteen hugs in ten minutes. It's probably exhausting for him. But it's not fifteen hugs in ten minutes. Sometimes I mean I'm in a like there have been events that I've gone to where it's it's mostly women there. I'm hugging mostly women. I'm in a sorority. If I go to something and That's it's different. Like a bunch That's of different. chicks there, if anything, there's more risk for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's different. You around than there is for you because because I also have if I if I like the homeboys that I have the guy friends that I have are very respectful you know what I mean so like if I tell a man this is my guy friend I trust I want him to know that this man is someone that I trust is not gonna violate me or mm-hmm. the relationship mm-hmm. and because of that I want you to know this man you know what I mean so like I I've never run into a situation where some guy is upset that there's like a few, you know, dudes that I know who are saying what up to me, they don't care, they don't care about that stuff. I, I know how to make my man feel secure. So he ain't worried about who I'm hugging mm-hmm. at some party. But if you're going to be a weirdo when we're there, yeah. I don't know how to fix that. Keep your ass at home or, yeah. or like get with the program. It's one or the other. You know what I'm saying? No, wholeheartedly agree. I think I think you got to be secure. And I think to Hatshepsut's point, I think you got to just recognize who people are and not try to change them. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we fall into these fallacies of trying to change people and trying to make it seem like we can make someone out to be who we want them to be, mm-hmm. right? Because there's also some chicks that you be out with them and like, why this bitch looking over here? I'm like, I was her tutor, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like, oh, you tutor her in what? Computer science. 
why she couldn't like there's a lot of insecure men and women running around yeah. and they hide it as introverted versus extroverted. You no, know, people are just insecure. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes people will see that someone else's energy gravitates towards you and that'll threaten them. But I do think with the exes, I think sometimes it's funny. I was watching an episode of Black Mirror and the dude um, saw his wife at an event, he came early to the event. She was with her ex laughing and kicking. And this episode was an episode where your memories could be replayed. So, oh yeah, I yeah. remember that episode. So this is Black Mirror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then she was acting real weird around this dude, and come to find out, she had cheated on her husband with this dude and was lying about it. One of made me not trust women for like. Two days. I ain't trust women for like two days. But two, also, you know, those like the ex was like trying to hug her husband, like, hey, how you doing? Knowing that he had smashed this nigga wife on some affair shit. Like, and he he violated his son, beat him up, like made him erase the memories. And but but it's more like those are the interactions that can be very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So you gotta warn people, like, that's my ex, because some exes will purposely play on the card mm-hmm. like yeah no I'm definitely for that but making your partner aware of the situation there like that's I'm yeah I never, and if your partner does it that's on that's a telltale sign of your partner you know yeah, what I mean? nah, like I tell the rib yo listen in this room you know she you know we I was intimate with her you know mm-hmm. she ate a dick door one one drunken night or whatever and leave it at that. Now this, now knowing this information, would older current PNL go back and tell younger PNL maybe slow down? Hell yeah! You don't Hell want yeah. to have to be telling your wife every room you walk into. Younger PNL, like if I could rewind and do it all over again, I would have slowed down and. You know, save myself for marriage. I don't believe you. Okay. That's a I'm so mad. (laughs) Nah, but in all seriousness, I would have done a I would have moved better. I was a very messy guy. And I and I think there's still scoring women running around here saying my name all kinds of crazy. (laughs) I be hearing about it. Y'all ain't y'all ain't low, but in the words of John Jackson. Hey, hoes ain't happy. Happy hoes ain't hey. So it is what it is. But nah, I, I would definitely have been more tactful and more selective. Um, because I'm a serial monogamous, right? I'm a I'm a guy that likes consistency and balance. And I feel like trying to just like, you know, do opposite is just like not, it's like not conducive long term. And I'll be forgetting these people when they be remembering me. And that's that's the scary part about it is that I'll be forgetting shit and people will be remembering shit. And I'll be like, you know, when you met me, it was the best day of your life. But to me, it was Tuesday. Oh, wow. So I would definitely (laughs) scale back a lot if I could. But speaking of scaling back, you know, our last topic for this this week. Um, Diddy the Dayton 
one of the city girls. Is that a win for the city girls or a win for like? Yes, of course. I don't I know mean, who it's a win for. Did he? I mean, I don't know who it's a win. For. It's a win for them if they're happy. The both. I of them. saw. Uh, A.A. Ron Rodriguez and J.Lo on like a live with Diddy and this nigga in the background like drinking a beer all weird while J.Lo was talking about like she she always plays Diddy and Mace at parties. I'm like, my nigga like... Wait, who was on the live? It was, was it might have been old, but it was J.Lo and A-Rod in the pool Mm -hmm. talking to Diddy and J.Lo's like, we always play your music at the party and A-Rod's like, yeah, we do and he's like giggling in the back drinking the beer and the beer's like falling he's like, like he looked like a whole clown, which to me is just like maybe that showed me maybe she still got feelings for Diddy, but you know, um well when I saw that him and Carisha had started canoodling, I said maybe he can class her up a little bit, right? Because she's got the whole city girl thing down, but you know, she's getting older, she's got kids. Maybe he can like help her to, you know, navigate certain spaces better, expose her to the finer things in life, you know. For her money and, and all the travel and access she's doing ain't ain't do that yet. I don't believe it did at that time. I That's think crazy. She, she needs her mom look good though. Her mom shout the mama, shout the mama city girl. Um, she looks like she's dating Diddy, right? Um, like that's a whole. Nother. I mean, you know, the older I get, I'm not mad at a young woman that is looking for some stability in their life, right? Because I know at her what's age, the age difference? She's like what 25, 26. How's he about 60s? 20s? Yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna look it up. City. I did not know she was in her twenties, bro. Definitely, she was giving me thirties. No, she's definitely in her twenties. Oh, that's old crazy. city girl. I mean, again, these people lie about their age. Twenty-eight. She's twenty-eight. Oh, that's crazy. I don't believe that. She's twenty-eight and Diddy is twenty-two. That's actually better than I thought. It's fucking gross. That's twenty-two years. No, think about this, like. I know when I was her age, I was like, ooh, old niggas. Like, mm-hmm. I was not into it. And I think a lot of women that, especially in this day and age, like, would look to that and be like, oh, no. Like, uh, you, you need to find somebody your own age. What are you going to have in common? He needs to be someone that's going to be able to be a mother to his children, you know? He should be... But at the end of the day, men like to feel youthful. They want to know that, like, you know, especially men with money, it's like, okay, I worked hard all this time, and now I got the money and the time. You know, you... When you're a young girl, you get to be with the finished product. You but what about be- you? I feel like I feel like young women dating old men, sometimes they suck the vitality out of you. Like you waste all your fire years with this old ass man who's already been around the block 18 exactly. times. Who well, wants to be doing that? She needs to get some properties if she wants more kids to secure the bag, get another kid for him. What if she fuck? wants <laughs> I'm just, I'm, she's oh, a city girl. Man. What do you mean? She's a city girl. Come on. That nigga Diddy's out here. Listen, he got grown kids. 
He dated Lori Harvey. Yeah, the same age. Like, listen, stop, stop robbing the cradle, my nigga. Like, yeah, bro, give, stop it. Give Mace back his masters. <laughs> stop playing. Well, as someone that has observed a May December romance up close, May um, December. What do you mean? May December is a diff- that means like there's an age difference. You never heard that term, May no. December romance. Look at PNL's face. He's like, right. he's like no, it, it, no, it means there's a significant age gap in between the partners. Nah, man. Listen, I've dated older women, but five years older does not count. Nah, I'm talking about like. Oh. Anyway, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not. Nah, nah. <laughs> Another episode. It was more than ten, twice. But yeah, I think I in 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 terms of like stability. Time now, he got time and money to go. Nah, listen, this also sends the wrong message out because for all of these dudes that are respond, like fellas, listen, you want you to get you want you a nice queen, you know, go to the library, go to the networking cocktail drinks, go to the PTA fundraiser. That's where you're gonna find your queen at because these these chicks on a on a gram and on TV go to yoga. Go to yo listen, Big Ram Yoga, hot yoga, got mad chicks with decent self-esteem, flexible bodies, and, and tights. So you, you can see all the goods right there on display. Oh, no. You could judge the cup size, you could judge the hip size right then and there. Okay, I don't condone that part of the message. No, no, I do, I do. It's, it's just important. <laughs> but but, like, but seriously, like no, no, hold on, hold on. But but the fellas need to hear this though. Mm-hmm. They need to understand that these chicks on TV are aspiring to the hundred thousand millionaire type dudes that they know what they're getting with a ditty and they don't care, right? So for all you dudes that's not in the limelight, get you a nice woman that don't care about being a city girl. She might talk to the city girls, you know, at a party or with you, but you know, stop trying to aspire to grab one of these plastic chicks because at the end of the day, they want dudes that like. To be in the industry and date women that you know have a certain superficial level of thought process is weird, but there's also very nepotistic, right? Like everybody in the industry dates around. That's why you don't see too many people in the industry have spouses outside of it, maybe a two chains and a few others. But those that never want to grow up, they always want to be Toys R Us kids, is going to be in their 40s, 50s. Still dating like Diddy's been through several iterations of the industry, mm-hmm. and now he's dating a city girl. That shit is crazy to me. I'm not hating on him. I'm not hating. Brand. I don't know. I uh, don't know how crazy that is. Like he's never married any of these women. He's always kept one or two on the side. Look at how close in age them twin girls are to the other daughter that he has. Like he clearly was cheating on 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 Kim, and I mean I think women accept it because he has money and like the, they know what they're signing up for is very clear, is very evident. This girl, what's the name? Uh, Young Miami. She's fighting with the the little Asian girl on 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 the internet. Little Asian girl. Some Asian girl that he had, I guess she's black and Asian. He had her at the Billboard Awards, and she was in the audience like uh doing a story like look at my man showing that she was there for the other doors and then 
her and Young Miami were going back and forth. And it's like, you fighting for a man that's kind of claiming one of y'all. You've been a side chick for umpteen years and, and you want to come out the closet. And what would be funny is if he didn't want none of them and he wanted Saucy Santana because I'm just saying. I don't know who that is, but I feel like you were grown man. <laughs> Material girl. <laughs> Madonna? No, no. Santana. I'm watching out now, though. No, no. Saucy Santana. Saucy Santana got hits. Yeah, he got hits. Like, I like Saucy Santana. Wait, he got hits. He got hits. Look at him. He looks like a hot version of Biggie. Yo. This yeah. way left. If that can, if that if that rumor turns out to be true, would y'all be surprised? No. No. Yeah. I'm not even gonna Google who that is. The, the point I'm Maybe making. William said it first. The point. So you're saying that Young Miami might actually be a mustache, and Diddy's really dating Saucy Santana. I believe that. It's not like we ain't hear the rumors about Diddy since the '90s. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. I don't know where it just went. But the point I make is that for grown men to be playing around with young women's hearts and essentially careers is kind of crazy. So, yeah. fellas, at some point, we got to grow up and stop being Toys R Us kids is, and let these young girls have fun with the young guys. You know what I mean? That's my point. Yeah, I'd agree. I think that, listen, money can't be the only driving factor that leads you to the arms of any some person, you know? I think Diddy has a, a long-established track record of not committing, you know? And it's cool to have fun. I'm not saying people shouldn't have fun and do whatever they want, but, like, you know, even fun has a price, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not, I think Young Miami, alongside anybody else, you know, you already have the, the fame. You already have the access, you're already touring, you're already doing this, you're already doing that. You know, you don't need, not that you don't need some man to come through and refine you, but you have all the resources to refine yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to be with this man for shits and giggles, I mean, I guess cool. But to me, it always feels like, you know, what is, who is that, that gremlin that was fawning over the ring where it was like, my precious. That's what I think think about with with old dudes and young girls. I'd be thinking about that. The young girls is the ring and the old fugly dudes. I'm like, yo, you've had your chance to be young and full of vitality and all this other stuff. Stop siphoning it off of these young girls. Exactly. Nasty. Yeah, <laughs> some young girls want security. They don't want to be in the streets. They want everything taken care no, of. No, and you know, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm. This is no shade to anybody who wants to date older or anything like. That's no shade. But 22 years is significant. Diddy then entered college and dropped out by the time she was born. Mm-hmm. Are we serious? Facts. <laughs> and. That's a great segue, man. Great point right there. Like, stop cradle, stop cradle robbing. Um, my song for this week I don't know if I got song selections it looks like y'all don't got song selections so the only song that's gonna be mentioned here I found this great artist named Sid um, from the internet? no no I had played that song before but this, this song is called Sibba it's off her album Broken Hearts Club go check that out no, I meant Sid from the internet isn't that her group? Probably, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, what, what Jazzy said. Um, 
I don't think they got songs, so no worries. I do have so I do have one. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so listen, um, the Kendrick Project. I don't know if people are really giving that a listen. How they should be giving it a listen. I have two songs, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the one that I think people should really listen to because I think it will do things for the culture. Is Mother Sober? Um, yeah. Someone someone redirected my attention to Mother Sober and was just like, "Do you know Kendrick was." talking about his own molestation in that oh. song. You see, people don't even realize this man was like sharing really hard truths. And so I, I, my pick is Kendrick Lamar, Mother Sober, off his new project, Mr. Morale and the, and the High Steppers. So um, that's, that's my pick. I mean, I will listen to the album. I haven't, I, I saw this, the drum where he was changing faces, Mad Times. I thought that was a cool song. I just been in my my R and B bag heavy. Yes, like I've been playing Mad Megan Rochelle, Mad um, yeah, Mad like actually another song is Frank Lee, um, me and my son, which is a great song dedicated to his son, dedicating that to my son too. Aww. Shout out to little man. Yay. Hey KJ. Um. That's my song. Okay, that could be yours. Yeah. But um, my parting words are, I got flack on Twitter because I said, you niggas is acting like they locked up Huey Newton <laughs> and Dick Gregory Jr. <laughs> when they locked up Young Thug and Gunna. Um, I don't wish jail on no man, right? I don't even wish handcuffs on nobody. I, I've been handcuffed. I've been detained. All that. Jailery. Prisonery is wild trashery. I don't wish that on nobody. Even my enemies, even the niggas whose wakes I want to go to, I don't wish jail on them, right? So I don't wish jail on Young Thug and Gunner. But we got to be honest with ourselves as a culture if we're really sitting here thinking that people who have a foot in the street and a foot in the music industry are not going to get caught up in the information age. I'm not saying anything that's not known. Niggas got songs where they talking about keep it a cold case. Please keep it a cold case. Right? Like, the detectives, the FBI agents that are running around t- these days aren't aren't like on, on Ozark. Right. You got niggas from the hood that are in the FBI, that are police, mm-hmm. that can decipher the fucking lyrics. The young thug nigga got footage of him in front of the club. You can't get in with them 30 niggas. He, he looks at the bouncers. Just kidding. You guys can all go in, right? So you can't have a foot in the street and a foot in the industry. You got to be all out and all in. And in today's day and age, you got to understand that the world is not going to be forgiving and people are going to make their careers off of the backs of you mofos if you don't spawn up. The other thing that goes with that too is as a culture, what do we, like people be screaming free people too quickly and not, saying instead yo listen you get a lot of money in the industry fall back from that right we 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 spend too much time celebrating niggery shit and fighting for people to escape the consequences of their actions and in the same breath we won't fight for justice for victims of mass shootings but also fight for our own right to not be pillaged and pilfered in our own communities, right? Like, 
think about what happened in recent years with Montclair having like a niggery, pretty much a sambo, and all that happened was people fake protested, and now every rapper's back wearing a Montclair, right? Think about how many things happen where companies do racial shit towards us, and all we do is fake boycott and get back to it. So our priorities are misaligned. If we're more concerned about teasing rappers for getting locked up for crimes that they likely committed as opposed to building our community. So I'm not y'all enemy. Y'all enemy is actually your lack of fight for shit that matters. Fight the IRS, fight the bill collectors, <laughs> but don't fight me in my tweets, respectfully. Um, my Lisa. father, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm actually with you on this one. My parting words are, um, you know, get off your knees, black people. No, no, no. Let, let some ladies go on their knees. Stop saying that. You've been saying that all episode. Let, listen. No. Some, no, no, no. Stop saying that. Don't say that. Let, let some yeah, ladies go on their knees. Well, you, Month. Happy Pride, everybody! We didn't say that. We should have said Pride. that to all of the to all of the people in the community. But two, no, really and truly, get off your knees. Like I feel like um, stop saying that, Chef. So let women be on their knees if they want to. Women or men. Okay. Whoa, whoa, or men. Stop, stop, stop using Listen, men. Let me have my message, okay? Look, right. get sorry. off your knees, black people. When I say get off your knees, I mean um, it's actually like a extension of what some of the things you were saying, PNL, in the sense that. Yeah, in the sense that, like, you know, um, stop letting people do whatever they want to you, and then you show up for work the next day anyway. Like, you show up on the scene anyway. You consume the media anyway. You shop there anyway. Like, you, no one respects someone who doesn't actually make good on the threats. Y'all are all looking like talking heads right now, and I would really want us to stand in our power. We can't stand in any power if y'all don't get the fuck up off your knees. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just saying, like, Black folk, we are, it's, I personally feel like those of us who are tired of seeing this, it isn't the time to try to save more people. You know, those who are going to die on their knees going to die on their knees at this point. That's how I feel. Mm. But this is my last appeal. Like, you know, please, please, for your sake, your children's sake, when they ask what you did, mm. when they read this story back, what are you going to say? I went back to Walmart. I went back to H&M. What are you going to say? I went back to Moncler. You get what I'm saying? Some of y'all, some of y'all, your story that you're going to tell your kids or your kids' kids is going to be shameful because you actually didn't do fucking nothing. You didn't stand for shit. So I'm begging y'all. No, actually, I take that back. I'm encouraging you to get the fuck up off your knees. If you don't, woo, that's your business. Woo. I'm with the niggas that are standing. Woo. So... Alert. How am I supposed to follow that? Oh my gosh. That's that's what I got. No, no, no. I'm with you. And I wanted, I meant to say this before, but thank you for doing your lives on numerology. You like that? I love it. I love it. I want you to keep doing it. I'm listening. Yeah. Um, On that level, like you are inspiring people, like with the get up off your knees. Uh, elevate to a higher frequency tap into into you know the 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 energy around you the your chakras what's going on you can feel it you literally absolutely 
This, mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jazzy. I'm sorry. No, I don't no, wanna... no, I'm just saying, I think along those lines is like, you know, spiritually, intuitively, and your like self-care, what you eat, what you, you know, listen to. It's just we're constantly distracted from what we're supposed to be doing and how we're supposed to be living because that's how we continue to be a cog in the wheel mm-hmm. and we just keep things going when we're spending our Look at my African American. <laughs> when we're spending time on foolishness. And that's all I had to say. Thank you. Yes. I'm so glad you guys enjoy them because sometimes I'd be like, oh my God, I don't know who's actually watching this shit. Oh, yeah, be going the numerology one, you did a good job, but I'm just, uh, it's been a while since I had to do that. That's that girl. And I, I said, I'm going to have to listen to this one again because <laughs> it is, it's, it's complicated. Yeah. I mean, there's the, it go, the thing is uh, when it comes to like occult science, it's, it gets deeper. No, no one will know everything in this life. Like that's, you know, so I'm okay with that, but like it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. You can read different things. Like there are numbers attached to deities and attached to planets and attached mm-hmm. to seasons. And you really have to make this an area of study for you to understand that. It just happens to be an area of study for me. And that's because my it was an area of study for my dad. Mm. You know what I'm saying? For my that. mother. Yeah, like my 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 both my parents were very big in esoteric. So like I had a bit of a leg up because I've been I've been trained in this since I was young. So this is not abnormal to me mm-hmm. to talk about numbers and angels and that's not weird, you know? But I recognize that for some people it is. But because capitalism and Instagram and all the things is making money off of spirituality right now. There are times where I feel like don't get caught up in that shit. Like that's mm-hmm. capitalism. Mm-hmm. The true nature of this is not amethyst just for a sacred space. Like, you know what I'm saying? That shit mm-hmm. is kitschy. There's as black people, you are, you are a part of the earth. Mm-hmm. There is, there's something that I said on the last live, like you can't come from millennia of warriors and then be a puss in boots in this mm-hmm. life. How you a puss in boots with your, but your whole mad generations was maroons, mad generations was warriors, but you over here scared to not, to not vote. I don't understand. Like, I don't like, but going going back to the point you made earlier about like not being into violence and not like I've been reading what Queen of Fula's book and mm-hmm. uh, and, and looking into Yeah, I go reading again. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but they speak to the ancient civilizations being about peace, prosperity, community, and the you know who's mm-hmm. uh came to mm-hmm. take their resources mm-hmm. you know and i always go back to like we are such a communal people our instinct is to share our instinct is to not covet and to yep. must, i know there's like this thing on i know we're, we're going off topic or yeah <laughs> but i don't know if y'all saw on twitter people go in on swedish people because they don't feed their guests like oh, it's like a whole thing. Nah, I see that. So they're like they're making fun of Sweden because somebody tweeted like a re- recollection of like being at a friend's house and he was like, "Oh, stay right here. I'm gonna be like as a child, like stay right here. I'm gonna be back." And like the kid took really long, so the person went to go look for them, and him and his whole family was downstairs eating dinner without him. Oh, and yeah. so it sparked this whole discussion about like 
in their culture, like you don't share like that. Like they're not going to invite it. The only way they will give you food is if they know that they will eat enough or they will have enough and they might be able to share. But like, it's not an automatic. And that's most likely they're see, not going some, to share. But you, some, you know. That's some caucasoid shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Caucasoid shit. So my thing is like, we, you have to, that's why you have to make it your business to know your past because you see where we have fucked up before. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I love that historically we've been a hospitable people. We're communal mm-hmm. and we should never lose sight of that. But you should also not forget how that has cost us things in the past. Mm-hmm. We don't play with these people for what? Well, that's what they were talking about. That that's the they they never had to make weapons until these people came to try to. So it's like, no, we don't want guns, but pick up your gun. (laughs) You might need to learn how to shoot in case you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's it. It's really just I just I just I as I develop and learn myself, learn how multidimensional and how many different polarities or expressions that I can express in this life just for me alone. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to know that they can do that too. You know what I'm saying? And like, you don't have to do it like I, I do it because you have different ancestors. You got a different makeup. Go mm-hmm. find what your makeup is and go, go right. express that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But to the ancestors, the theme. The yeah. Theme. Your ancestors. Nah, that's dope. And the last thing I'll say too is ladies, when you're getting these BBLs and your body done, don't get a chest button. Don't have to put your belly button that, that high up. Keep it what? by your belly area, please. Nah, because I be seeing belly buttons now on the gram that's damn near at the top of people's, you know, chest I bones. That was a thing. <laughs> that's, that, that was a hard... <laughs> skirt, skirt. <laughs> nah, but listen, it's episode 79. Appreciate y'all, man. Look out for a big announcement coming from the team... Juneteenth, we're going to probably drop a couple episodes between now and then, but follow us if you ain't following us, but we appreciate y'all following us over and out. No matter where we face, we must face a moment of truth, baby.